I'm Taylor Strecker, and this is Younger Uncovered, the podcast dedicated to all things younger. Here with me today to go a little bit deeper into last night's episode, the man who plays everyone's favorite hot plumber, Enzo. It's Chris Tardio. Hey, Chris. Hey, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for joining me. Oh, thanks for having me. How are you? What's going on? I am well, thank you. Uh, what's going on? Just life. You know, it's Just good to life. be here. Just yeah. life. Okay, well, this episode's phenomenal. Epic, actually. Let's get into it. We first meet Enzo a couple of seasons ago when he and Diana had a brief fling. He's been back for a while. Things have gotten serious. And last night, they actually got engaged. Ah, oh, <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay, so... What has the journey been like for you as this character as he's grown into more of a regular presence on the show? It's been really great, to be honest. I mean, you know, so it was the third season. I auditioned. I got this part. And, you know, there was no plan for him to come back. And and then we get the call that I'm coming back. And I think it was only supposed to be for three or four episodes. And then when we were actually shooting... Do you remember? You have to remember the scene. I will. Where Diana is dealing with the eels in the kitchen with my mother. Um, yes. Oh, <laughs> it yes. It was that day when we were shooting that. Darren came up to me and he said, you know, we really like this character and we're going to keep writing for you. And it was, I was like, oh, fantastic. You know, I was like, all right, good. I'm here. This is great. And yeah, it's been, it's been wonderful, especially working with them. Right. You know what I can say? It's all about the love on the show, and so they want to keep good people around, and you are good people. They love the character. They love you. You just fit and go with this family. Uh, it's, it feels that way. Like, it's a family. It's great to go to work, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, we love watching it as well. So what do you enjoy the most about playing Enzo? What we were just saying, going to work with this bunch. It's like, it's priceless, because when you're on a set and, you know, everyone isn't as welcoming and, you know, forthcoming as they are, well, it's not such a great environment to be in. It's like being the new kid at school, kind of, I can imagine. Yeah, and there's a little bit of that, you know, because they were all established on the show, and here I come, you know, this new guy coming in, and, you know, so there's that. But they were all very welcoming, and it, it was great. They really are. They made me feel comfortable. What was it like when you got that call to, you know, come back as a more regular character? Is that something that, like, normally happens in the world of acting or never? You know, it's funny. You hear about that all the time, but never happened to me. (laughs) In 20 years, it's the first time it happened to me. So it was like, you know, it was great. How much are you like Enzo in real life? Um, We only look alike. (laughs) No, I mean a lot. Like, you know. (laughs) I was well. I was born in Brooklyn, but I grew up in Staten Island. Enzo's from Staten Island. I come from a family of plumbers. Uh-huh. Enzo is a plumber. I like wine. Enzo like wine. <laughs> likes wine. So you know, we have a few similarities. Diana seems to be always discovering new layers to Enzo that surprise her. How would you describe Enzo? Well, I think prior to Diana, I think Enzo was a bit of a mama's boy. And agree. You know, meeting her, she kind of made him more independent. So I think he's up for the challenge. Um, do you think he saw himself settling down? Or do you think he was a bit of a playboy before he met Diana? Okay. This I have insight into. I think he um, he was a playboy probably for the first 30 years of his life. And then he got his heart <laughs> broke. And then it took a few years to get over that. And then he was looking to settle down. And here comes Diana and... Here we are. There's a theory from another Darren Star show about the guy's taxi light being on. So it's basically like when his taxi light's on and he's ready, the first woman that walks into his life, she's the one. Do you agree or disagree with that? I wholeheartedly disagree with that. Okay. Why? (laughs) I mean, it depends. Somebody might do that, right? But that doesn't last. No. It's got to be for real. At least for me. Is there a lot of you and Enzo? Yes. (laughs) How? Um, I think Enzo is sincere. I'm sincere. At least I hope. 
And the same thing, you know, you want, you want something real. You want, you want to be challenged. She's a strong woman, you know, and I, I like that. I, it makes you grow. You know, that's what love is, right? You meet someone and they, they bring out the best in you that you have to rise to their level, you know, and become the better version of yourself or reach your potential. And, and you bring that out in each other. That's love. That's you know? so true. Um, what do you think Enzo brings out of Diana? And then also what does Diana bring out of Enzo? Well, going back to what I said earlier, I think Diana brings um, his independence out. I think he was a bit of a mama's boy. And totally. She comes along and, you know, he realizes, wait, hold on, you know, my mother can't be interfering in my relationships anymore at this age. And, you know, he moves out, gets his own apartment, and he's ready to make a stand for her, for his love. What does he bring out in her? I think um, he makes her see a little bit past the veneer, you know, like makes her go a little deeper into herself and things aren't always what they appear. You know, every, you can't judge a book by the cover. That's what I think he brings out in her. There was a quote. I forget who said it, but somebody said that Enzo is the insides of Diana. You reflect what's on the inside of that tough exterior. It was Peter, I think, and I he think said the moral, Cla- the moral compass of, of the show. Of course, Peter. <laughs> I'm like everything right. He does everything. that guy. <laughs> um, is there anything about you, Chris, that might surprise people in the audience? Anything about me yes. in my personal life? To know that I'm a writer. Really? I was an English literature major. Yes, and that I write. I write novels and screenplays. And, um, what else? What would surprise people to know? My mother's from Australia. My mother was born in Australia. No kidding. Yes, and I'm not only Italian, I'm also Scottish and Greek. My father would say, don't listen to your mother, you're all Italian. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> now, how did you end up in this role? I auditioned in season three, Night at the Opera, was the episode, I believe. And um, yeah, I got it. How many auditions did you have to go through to get it? What is that process even like? I don't remember if it was if it was an initial audition and then a callback mm-hmm. or if it was just one audition and, hey, you got it. Because, you know, it was only like, I think, one or two small scenes. Um, but, yeah, I mean, typically the process is you'll go in for a initial audition and then you'll have a callback. And that's usually when a director or a writer or a producer in the room and. Yeah, then you sit, you go home, and you wait, and you wait to see if your phone rings, and if it doesn't, you're like, ah, screwed him anyway, that show stinks. But but you can never, like, really give up on it because it, it could take a long time to get that call back sometimes, right? In in general, yes, but if you audition for something, you know, on a Monday, and if it's shooting, you know, in television, it's a pretty quick turnaround, so... You're going to find out in, you know, two, three days if you're going back in usually. In my world, it's like, could be months. And then they, and they're like, I didn't get it. I hate them. And then they call me like, oh, you got it. You're like, why did you do this to me? If, if, it's, if it's set to go, you know, months, you know, down the road, then it could be that way. This one. business is crazy that we're in. Our, what are we doing to ourselves? Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> well, speaking of that, uh, you've told us before that you actually were on the verge of quitting acting just before you got this role, actually. We're so glad you didn't. What made you give it one last try and go on this younger audition? Well, okay. In fairness, I may have exaggerated. Okay, that's I was fine. never going to quit. Yeah, I was never going <laughs> to quit, but I, I was definitely disheartened. I was disheartened by um, 11 years in L.A., very different than New York and the pursuit of this. L.A. feels very much like a business, whereas New York, you there's something, maybe it's because I'm from here, I don't know, but it feels more like you're an artist. Chris, every time I go to L.A., I cry, okay? And I don't even know if I'm happy or sad. All I know is I'm crying in the car. (laughs) Hey, wait, hold on. The weather is perfect. There's nature everywhere. I love the place. I know. Just not so much 
the with, emotion with breeds there. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. So I, when I moved back here, I was a bit, you know, I came back to New York, which is so expensive. I had to get a job and I couldn't, you know, I was able to sustain myself in Los Angeles. But coming back here, I had to get work. And, I, you know, I was just a little bit like, I'm 43 years old. What am I doing now? You know, I have nothing going on with the acting. And I had two films that were optioned in L.A. that fell apart in a week, you know, and it's like, oh, my God. So, like, I really didn't have any options as far as this stuff goes. And um, then I got the call and I was working as a plumber. And I'm like, if I don't get this different thing, <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Like, this is look, I don't know what you believe in, like, spiritually, but I was like, this has to be some sign. I mean, it has to be. If this isn't, I give up, man. Yeah. So that's where I was in my head and my heart. And then the powers that be said, no, sir, you are not done. Yeah. What advice would you give to any aspiring actor who is going through these ups and downs of the industry? Love it and never lose that. Always the process, everything about it, you have to love it because if you lose that, then it's just work. And something like this, which is so difficult and there are so many talented people and so many people trying to pursue it, you have to nurture that. And if you lose that, You'll be like I was. If you don't love it, then you're going to leave it. And sticking with it is what makes a difference. Yeah, especially with all the ups and downs and how hard it is. You know, you really have to you, you have to stay in your game. That's another thing is to continually – actors sit around waiting for auditions and waiting for someone to hire them. And it's yeah. like you should be in class. You should be learning. You should constantly be practicing, getting better, getting better, getting better. Yeah, you know? that's yeah. another great piece of advice. What's the best piece of advice that you've ever been given about this industry? <sighs> stay single. This was when I was younger, and someone said to me, stay single because if you meet a girl, you're going to ruin your career over a girl. And, you know, strangely enough, that didn't quite happen, but it did create waves. Huh. Well, it's a strange thing if you're in a relationship with somebody and you have to do intimate scenes. And I don't mean necessarily on a show like Younger where it's sort of PG, right? But there are other environments that you're in or other, you know, projects where it's, it's, it's rated R. And things get a little hot and steamy. And, you know, if you have a partner, yeah, okay, you're acting, but you're still doing it. Physically, you're doing it. And there's a professionalism, all that. Of right? But you're still kissing somebody. And hey, Listen, I dated an actor, okay? He got a little role on Law & Order SVU. No speaking, but it was like the opening scene. And it was a nightclub with like the, with the lead character. And it was him and another guy. And they were like kissing up on her. And he was so excited for me to watch it. And I, what? It was like all of three seconds. And when it was over, I was like, I am so mad at you. And he was like, why? I'm doing what you wanted me to do. And I was like, you were like, you liked her. And he was like, I'm acting. And I was like, you liked it. And I like walked out of the apartment. I was sitting in, I was sitting in. <laughs> A screening one time of this small indie that I did, and um, my girlfriend's sitting there, and I realized I hadn't told her about this scene. And I was like, oh, I think, and then all of a sudden, here comes the scene, and it was pretty racy. And she, <laughs> and she just turned to me, and she said, are you effing kidding me? <laughs> I was like, uh-oh, going to be a long night. And that's when you're younger. I guess when you're older, you know, people are more mature. And, and people understand to, it. Yeah. When you get a younger script, uh, do you read the whole thing or just your scenes? No, I read the whole thing. Because it's so yeah. good, isn't it? Yeah, it's fun. It's fun to see what's going on. How do you get into Enzo mode? Like, what do you do? Is there a routine? Um, no, you know, that, that really happens from the writing. 
you know, just reading the scenes. And, and that's another thing. I love the writing for, for my character. I mean, the whole show's, you know, written well, but definitely my stuff is really, you know, and to work on it and work on it. And the character is there. You just really kind of have to just show up and, and, and do it, you know? Are there any other storylines that you are thoroughly enjoying? <laughs> I enjoy all of them, to be honest with you. But I love the back and forth between Charles and Josh. Yes. And this poor girl who's like so sweet is, <laughs> you know, which, oh, this one, this one. Eh. So I loved when they went to the bed and breakfast and they took the microdoses. And here she is seeing one and then the other. And uh, it's and then talking to a plant. Yeah, and talking to a plant. <laughs> and it's it's fun. That's It's just fun to watch. It's fun to watch her do that. She's so fantastic. Oh, wonderful. So this brings us to the point in the podcast where we break down one scene from last night's episode. And, of course, we have to talk about your proposal. Can you first explain what's going on in the scene and talk us through what happens? So this is what happens. This is how it ends. Okay. So we're sitting in the church. We're at a christening. And my sister is sitting next to Diana. And the priest calls me up to the altar with the godmother because I'm the godfather Mm -hmm. and the godmother who happens to be a young, beautiful Italian girl. And as I step out into the aisle and I nod to greet her, she kisses me on my lips. And Diana sees this. And my sister, the big mouth on her, (laughs) decides to tell her, you know, the history of, you know, between this girl and I. And, of course, she turns out to be an ex-girlfriend, the one that got away kind of thing. And everyone thought I was going to marry her. And so that happens. And then we go out on the steps to take pictures after the christening. And she tells me that my sister told her that. And then here comes mom. Oh, mom. Yeah, she's something. She's, she's a piece of work, your mom. <laughs> she's a piece of work. And, you know, she we're taking pictures and she doesn't really want Diane in the picture. And she moves Diana away and my ex-girlfriend next to me. And Diana, yeah. For real. Yeah. For real. <laughs> That's like a Sicilian. She's like a strega. Is that it? The witch? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> so she moves Diana to the end. And as we're taking the picture, she gets knocked into the bushes and I go down and I, you know, I pick her up. And then oh. in that moment, I realize no more of this because she wants to leave. And she's run out, I think, at this point on two occasions because of my family. Your family is a lot. OK, I have a little PTSD from watching these scenes. I'm not going to lie. Continue. <laughs> so I just in that moment, it's impulsive. And I think she needs that support from me, you know. And so, so why do you think Enzo in that moment does it is to say to her, like, I'm sorry for my family? Or is it just like he has this epiphany that like you're the one? I think he already knew she's the one. Um, he was probably waiting for a more ideal time to do it. But I think in this moment, it's like, you know what? Enough of this. The sister's chiming in and, you know, telling her this story. The mother is treating her this way. Diana's ready to run off. And it's like, no, wait, hold on. Enough. Come here. Bring it over here. (laughs) Uh, Bring it over here. Okay. Tell us about shooting it. Are there any memorable stories from that day on production? The honest to God truth, and this isn't a cop out, is there are always memorable days from shooting because whether it's, you know, Miriam's necklace that she's wearing or, you know, Do you the have way... a favorite necklace, Chris? The, 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 <laughs> I, people wear these things. You know, there's always some joke or there's, you know, the way we flub a line and then, you know, how we improvise off the flubbing of the line, the joking about it. And it's always just a pleasure. But that day specifically was, it was gorgeous. It was like a, a, a an early spring day. And it, I just remember it being really beautiful. We were on the church steps and, you know... You're working with this great bunch of people, and yeah, it was it was just great. I have to ask you, 
Does Miriam use a stunt double, or was that actually her in the bushes? <laughs> that was actually her in the bushes. <laughs> she does her own stunts? She did that stunt. <laughs> that stunt. <laughs> they put a pad there. She was falling onto the pad. But still, you know. Did she hurt herself at all? No. Just, <laughs> not at all. This is a huge moment for Enzo and Diana. What was most important to you to portray as you performed the scene? Two things were important to me. Um, one is selling the impulsiveness of it. I want the audience to see that it's just coming to me now, too. You know, like that I didn't have it planned. And the other thing is the sincerity. You know, for Diana to see sincerity in my eyes and know that I really want to do this. You know, like it's you. So that, those were the things that were important to me. Okay, so now I'm going to ask you the five questions I ask everyone in Younger's amazing cast whenever I get the opportunity to. So what's your favorite thing about your character? Favorite thing about my character is that I get to work with Miriam Shore. You guys have fantastic chemistry. You're so good together. She's really, uh, you know, she's outstanding. And she's a blast. She's fun. She's sweet. She's talented. You know, she's quick. Does she just have you, like, in stitches laughing the whole time? There's a good amount of that, yeah. But yeah. then there's also serious conversations, you know? Like, she's she's become a friend. It's nice. What's been the most memorable scene you've shot on the show and why? The most memorable scene, that's going to be between two probably. I think in season five when I show up at her door again yeah. and I'm back in the picture. I think that was memorable because it was me, Chris, coming back to the show and the history of what had happened between these two, two seasons ago and just coming back into the environment and being in the apartment again and working with her again and to that warm welcome that I received coming back. So that was very memorable. And maybe that day when I proposed because it was really such a beautiful day and, and life was good. Like I had other things going on that were going really well, you know, and it was just. I was working and I was aware of it. You know, I was aware and I was in the moment. I was very present. And I was pretending to be in love. And, you know, that's always nice. So that was memorable. If you could write your own storyline, what would you want to happen to your character? I would want Enzo to have a baby. Really? Yeah. And then I would want him to get hired at Empirical. Continue? (laughs) Yeah. Like, they realize this guy's not a knucklehead. He might actually... Maybe I bring them... You know, some guy I grew up with who just got out of prison and he's like a former mafia guy and he's okay. got a story to tell. And uh-huh. I, I bring them some mafia book and they want to publish it. And then they think, oh, Enzo has a good eye. And I say, wait, I got this other guy. Who knows? <laughs> I love that. But a baby would be nice. Which younger character would you most want to hang out with in real life? Maggie. Why? Because she's an artist and I also paint and I love that whole world and... Just she's so kooky and fun and, you know, like she's also Italian. And yep. she's like, <laughs> and we got the wine. We got the food. Yeah. And that apartment is so the sick. The apartment's great, too. Yes. And last but not least, what's the best thing about working on this show? Like I said, everyone from Darren to the writer's room to the producers to the cast to the crew to the catering. They're just all great. And it's it's really nice to show up on to work, you know, and, and be around all these people. And everyone across the board is having like a a conversation with someone, you know, who's in a different department or a producer is talking to a sound guy or and laughing. And you really see that environment, that the friendly environment. I I just think it's wonderful. We hear the same thing from like, like you said, from writers, from the cast members to everybody. And it never gets old. It's like it really is a family vibe. It it really is. That's why we love to watch it. I swear, because it's just it translates through the screen. Yeah, I mean, you, but you see those girls together, right? I mean, they're great. They're like, <laughs> and can you imagine being on set with them, you know, especially when everyone's starting to, 
you know, flag a little. It's late. Everyone's been around for a while, and they're flubbing lines, and they're all just so quick and witty, and the stuff that ends up coming out is just it's priceless. It'll <laughs> never make it on the show, but, you know. <laughs> oh, my God, that's it. We're done. I didn't realize we were done. Um, Chris, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. It was great to be here. And uh, I want to say on behalf of all of the audience members— we love you as Enzo, and I'm speaking for everybody when I say that we are so excited to see Enzo and Diana engaged. So congrats. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's great to hear. I'll be back after next week's episode and every new episode to discuss whatever Younger has in store for us. I'm Taylor Strecker, and this is Younger Uncovered. <laughs> 